Hello, hello, and welcome to the ISV Society Podcast. I am your host, Amy Keenan, and I am so excited to be here and chat with you. So first off, you may be asking, what is the ISV Society? Well, it's a membership just for ISVs, where we collaborate, educate, and generate leads in an affordable way. From webinars to blogs, as well as monthly mastermind meetings, these are just some of the ways we're working together. This podcast is also another way to bring the content to you. There'll be marketing tips and tricks, ISV guests, as well as fellow marketing professionals. Just think of it as your one-stop shop, all things channel marketing. It's all about the power of collaboration. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the ISV Society podcast. I am your host, Amy Keenan, and I'm so excited for my guest this week. His name is Fawaz, and he is the director of B2B Software at Notice. Welcome. Hi, Amy. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me here today. Thank you for being here. I'm excited to chat with you. Before we do get started, though, would you just tell everyone a little bit about you and who you are? Absolutely. Uh, My name is Fawaz Hussain. I'm the director of uh, sales at Evo B2B, which is essentially Notice Technologies. We're a division of Evo Payments, and I am responsible for the software sales side of our business. That's a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it is absolutely, but at the same time, it's, it is an exciting field and, uh, you know, being part in this fintech business is Mm -hmm. always, it keeps you on your toes. I'm sure. So I have some questions that we're going to go through today, make this very conversational, but I know we'll start out with saying you've been in this space for, for many years. So if you could just shed some light on that. How many years you've been in this space and what has changed and evolved over those years? Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Um, you, you are right. I mean, I've been here. I've been in this payments space for past 13 years. Um, I joined Notice Technologies right when I uh, graduated uh, from college. And um, at that time, Notice was a very small company. 13 years ago, Great Plains was fairly new to the Microsoft ecosystem. There were a lot of ISVs that were evolving in this uh, in this play in this uh, uh, channel. So Notice was a small uh, ISV in that Microsoft channel that essentially specialized in payment processing add-on for Great Plains. Um, so 10 years, so been there since uh, 13 years. 10 years later, we evolved into supporting not just GP, all the Microsoft platforms. And then um, after that, uh, we went through a major acquisition in 2018, which essentially was a great thing for us because um, we became part of Evo Payments, which is a large global payment processor. Um, As a payment processor, they didn't have any technology side of the business. So essentially Notice was their first technology acquisition. Uh, with Notice, um, they, it, uh, it was a very exciting um, area to be in, to, be, to have that integrated payment solution. So we essentially started trending in that direction and we decided to continue to expand. As a result, now we not only support Microsoft, but also SAP, Oracle, uh, recently started added, we recently added Acumatica to our portfolio, and um, we have a few more others coming uh, down the road. 
Now, in terms of payments, what has evolved? Um, a lot has evolved. If you remember 13 years ago, iPhone was still one of the first early smartphones ever. Yes. And, uh, you know, so a lot has changed since then. But uh, 13 years ago, nobody knew what cryptocurrency was or, or what Bitcoin was or any type of things. Now there's so many things out there. Yeah. Or but pay with term, your phone. Yeah. Or pay, pay with your phone. Exactly. <laughs> pay with your phone. Uh, like Venmo's and ordering food or ordering groceries on mm -hmm. your phone. So, so the whole world of electronic transactions have, has evolved significantly in the last decade, a lot. Uh, and with that, one of the uh, most important thing, uh, most important trend that we have been noticing and following is the increase of digital payment in the business space. So specifically in the B2B transactions, which is still predominantly uh, done by paper checks, believe it or not, but we've seen a very strong shift in that. And we see a lot of businesses now moving more towards electronic payments, uh, even when they're transacting between each other. So yeah, a lot of that has evolved uh, in the payment space. Yes. And I feel like, you know, if, if people at home now, are you paying like all their bills online and try to do everything from their phone that you think they would want to transfer pose that to their business and be able to do the same thing, like make it so easy to do those things as well. You're absolutely right, right? So one question that I ask when I'm presenting is, I, was, I asked them how many of you, uh, show, with show of hands, how many of you pay your bills online, right? Mm -hmm. Now, think about yourself. If Would you ever sign for a cell phone service or a cable service or any utility that says that, hey, the only way to pay is if you write me a check? The chances are no, right? right? Like you're not gonna sign for like cell phone service apps. Say, hey, the only way you can pay your bill every month is by writing me a check and mailing it to me. The same way our customers have similar expectation too. So uh, people love using credit cards. Let's let's face that, right? I mean, <laughs> credit cards give you so many perks, so and many whatnot. points want... and benefits and free airfare. You name it. <laughs> Exactly. Right. And also is secure. Who wants mm -hmm. to walk around with cash in your pocket? Right. In general, like credit card usage has gotten even besides the whole digital factor. In general, credit card usage has gotten up significantly. Uh, people don't want to carry cash when they go to the mall. People don't want to uh, pay for uh, their meals or anything or their groceries with, with uh, cash. And also, um, if you, you know, God forbid, if you're in a situation where you lose your wallet, then credit cards are super easy to recover. Uh, if you lose your cash, it's impossible to recover mm -hmm. from there, right? So in general, yes, our, our mindset is we are moving towards digital payments. And that that also translates into businesses because at the end of the day, it's the same, we're same humans that, right. uh, that we're conducting the business, right? So, uh, so yeah, you're right. It's like, um, uh, and uh, what you just mentioned right now, like how you, from home, we can pay our bills and everything, right? So especially rewind back two years when the world shut down and everybody moved home, that obviously that we all know that significantly expedited this whole digital transformation yes. that everybody was going through, right? But in, in, in the light of payments, that became a, so crucial now. So all of a sudden, so businesses who were doing things manually, 
they now want uh, now they want to adapt something where they can have their accountant sitting at home and taking payments over the phone. Like you don't want mm-hmm. somebody who's working from home to take your customer's credit cards. That's a huge risk. So all of a sudden, everybody wanted to move to that digital payment method, but let the customers just pay on their own. Let them make transactions. Let's not take payments over the phone. Let's not have people mail us checks because we can't go to the office to pick those checks and deposit in, deposit them to the bank. So that all definitely sped up the process. Yes, definitely. And I'm sure your transition over the last 13 years working for a smaller company to working for now a much bigger corporation has changed and has has really like made it different for you as well. A lot, <laughs> lot longer working hours. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's a whole different thing. But at the same time, uh, also, it's exciting. So when you're working in a smaller corporation, you're wearing many hats. But when you're in a larger organization, you, you still wear a lot of hats, but at the same time, you have a lot more reach now. We can serve our customers better. We can serve our partners better. We have a lot more resources to take care of. Uh, you know, we don't have to, uh, when we were a smaller company, we would have to think twice before allocating budget for like anything, even for rehiring resources or whatnot. Now it's a lot easier um, and uh, it just helps. But yes, of course, it's just, then there's a lot more work that comes along with that. <laughs> it's <a> big, yeah. <laughs> more responsibilities. Sure. So you touched upon this a little bit, but talking about what problems that you solve, especially now and over the transition of the last few years of people having to do this now because of all the things that have happened. Not that I like to say COVID all the time, but yes, that has definitely hindered and yes. made people think about their business processes and what they really had to focus or redistribute or realign or redo because of that yeah no amy if you if you, even if you take COVID out of the picture right mm-hmm. i mean yes COVID COVID definitely expedited a lot of these uh a lot of these movement uh but if you take COVID out of the picture uh credit card usage has gone up significantly anyways right and this whole digital payment thing we talked about it jokingly like you know uh we when we first started going to these events together, you and I started like years ago going to these events. Yes. There was no concept of Uber. There was, we would no. go take a cab. There was no concept of Uber. There was everything, you just take cab and everything. But right now, I, we, we can't even imagine living, traveling without Uber, right? That's just one example. Mm-hmm. We have DoorDash. We have so many other these apps that we use. So all of us are so much more closely tied with credit card usage. Now that comes with a, very uh, big concern or threat per se, and that is data breach and security. So um, there's a council out there called PCI Security Council that essentially is out there to protect us, the cardholders from any type of uh, data breach or any type of um, accidents, like you know somebody stealing your credit card data, or you know um, every day we hear on, in news some company uh, gets their systems compromised and someone break into some system and loses all the data. Now, as a as a as a uh, credit card issuer, like let's say Chase Bank, who issued you a Chase Sapphire credit card, hypothetically speaking, they will do their best customer service to replace that stolen card right away. If you have your card stolen and somebody put fraudulent charges on your card, they will immediately reverse those charges, right? But Mm -hmm. the process doesn't stop there. 
PCI Security Council will go after and investigate. So there's this for almost like forensic investigators who come in and they will see exactly where did this loss happen? How was this card stolen? What merchant, what business uh, was at fault here? Like, so what they usually do, like, just for example, right, you, they will see, hey, Amy lost her card, or somebody stole this data, or she has fraudulent charges, they can go tra tra track back to like last 30, 60 days where, uh, where you use your card, and look at all those merchants, all those businesses that accept your card. And if, if either one of them, any one of them is not compliant, uh, they essentially can get audited and say that, hey, uh, people, you're you're taking these cards and somehow these cards are getting stolen. Like, what's going on, right? So right. think of think of PCI compliance as a, uh, I I love using this analogy that think of PCI compliance as a, a department of motor vehicles. The they they go out there, they have these uh, safety rules and regulations that speed limits, stop signs, and everything. The idea is that as long as you're following these uh, rules and regulations, you're gonna uh, significantly reduce the chances of getting into an accident. And in this case, accident is data breach, right? So, mm -hmm. there. So as a business, you have to go through these rules and regulations that are set forth by PCI Security Council. So this way, you can avoid any type of leak or any type of data breach from your side. Uh, so just to make sure you're processing safely, right? Now. Um, what so the question is that what type of problems that we are solving here is that this because of the popularity of credit card businesses have a need that they must take credit cards, but at the same time that comes with the need to secure themselves, be PCI compliant, be follow rules possibly because no you can businesses cannot afford uh, to lose. Uh, this type of sensitive data. Uh, it can be detrimental. It's very, not just very expensive uh, in terms of fines and whatnot, but uh, which could technically be enough to set like a small to mid-sized business out of business on a path to bankruptcy. But at the same time, uh, it hurts reputation too. Like, let's say if you do business with someone, you found out that, hey, they got, they were a victim of data breach. Somebody stole all their data. Chances are you probably will think twice do, before you do business with them again, oh, yeah, right? Definitely. So the loss of so loss of business is definitely a huge concern too. So those are the type of challenges or uh, problems we solve uh, in this space that in, in, in the world of ERP payment or ERP technology, where you are taking payments from your customers, whether it's credit card or even if it's electronic checks and whatnot, any type of digital payment, we essentially provide methods for um, businesses to securely take payments from their customers in a PCI compliant manner, and at the same time, um, speed up or make that process efficiently. So you you know like uh, I joke about joke around and say we can cut a process of twenty steps into a completely automated fashion, like streamline your entire accounts receivables, <laughs> right? So those are the type of problems essentially that we solve for uh, ERP users. And I'm sure customers who, you know, want an easy way to pay, right? And whatever is easiest for them. Of course, yeah. Uh, studies have, sh numerous studies have shown uh, that if you allow your customers a convenient and easy method to pay, the chances are that they will pay their bills on time. Mm -hmm. So in, in, the, in an accounts receivables world, there is a uh, KPI that, uh, that uh, businesses follow, like accountants and our accounting managers, controllers, 
uh, it's called DSO, Days Sales Outstanding. Essentially, what that means is like, how long has it been since you your out invoices have been outstanding? Like people haven't paid your outstanding invoices yet. So the lower the DSO, the better the uh, efficiency of the AR team is, right? So that's how they measure the their team. So um, yeah, to lower those DSO, you gotta make sure that people are paying on time. And if you make it easy for them, chances are that they will pay on time. And then there's less collection calls and that's just like a whole ripple effect. Oh, 100%. Like, I mean, think about it, going back to the example I said, would you ever do business with someone who says that, um, just mail us a check, right? So now you now you need to go. Think about the time, the time it just takes can... to do that, you know, mailing exactly. out the check. Then they have to yeah. get the check. So, you know, you yeah. have all of this wasted time. Exactly. Basically. And even, you're 100% right. And even like uh, businesses that say, hey, we take credit card, but we take it over the phone. Now you have to call them during their business hours just mm-hmm. so you can make a payment over the phone. Yeah, I mean, we have day jobs too, right? So. <laughs> putting if you if you're not if you're not allowing your customers to have a self-service portal or um, self um, a method of payment like making automatic payments then you're missing out yeah definitely so also being the space for so long what are some commonly asked questions that you get from um, businesses <laughs> I mean uh, I think uh, what we talked about usually, uh, some of the most commonly questions uh, asked questions uh, I, I touched upon this a little earlier that during like for example during pandemic when people were working from home uh, we started getting a ton of phone calls about um, okay well I have staff at home now and I don't want them to get exposed to our customers credit card data what do we do right um, you know we have uh, created this super neat tool in the ERP system where you can essentially send text message to customers cell phone directly from your ERP system. I call it like Venmo for businesses. Nice. Where So rather than me having you read your credit card number out, I can just say, hey, Amy, what's your cell phone number? And I can just text you directly from my accounting system to you. You make a payment and that gets integrated back into the accounting system, right? So those type of, uh, that's just one example of all the different tools that we offer. But customers, one of the most commonly asked customers is that, a question is that along those lines that, hey, we take credit card payments, but how do we take that number securely? Or what do we do so I don't have to, uh, I don't want to listen to the customer's credit card number at all. I mean, I just don't want to touch this credit card number. How do I take payment without no, without hearing or listening or reading their credit card number? So that's uh, one of them. Um, I think secondly, uh, on a very important part is also on the um, some of the automations. Uh, oftentimes businesses come, they have requirement where they need to store payment information on file so they can uh, process less subscriptions, right? Like you're a software company, you have, uh, you run subscriptions every month. You need a secure method to store that card. Storing it on your servers, storing in your accounting system, storing in an Excel file, or in a diary that's locked into a vault. <laughs> none of those are good. None of them are good. We hope nobody's uh, doing that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I have seen so many things over the course of the past 13 years doing this that I'm not surprised at all. Like I, I have come across someone who said that, yeah, I keep everything in a file, but I mean, I lock that in a drawer and I take the key with me every day. I was like, seriously? <laughs> like you have a notebook with everybody's credit card numbers. <laughs> I, this is a long time ago, but still. Yeah. Uh, so those are the type of questions that we get. Um, 
And lately, especially on the Microsoft side, because there's so much uncertainty about uh, GP staying or leaving, and then are you going to move to Business Central or are you move to out of Microsoft into Acumatica or NetSuite or Intact? So a lot of those things have been coming up as well. That hey, you guys specialize in ERP-based integrated payments. What other ERPs that you saw or that that you work with? Because we may not be with Microsoft for a while. Right. Yeah. Well, we know GPs around for a little bit longer than. I don't know if it's ever going right. away. I don't <laughs> but think we'll so. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, may, may, maybe not in our lives. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I know you probably touched upon this um, a few times, but just in a nutshell, why does a business need your solution? Um, mainly because the mainly on the security side, uh, because you cannot you cannot not offer credit card payments to your customers. You have to. Uh, especially if you are in a business of taking payments. Uh, and I keep saying the word credit card, but I also mean electronic checks too, because not if you don't take credit cards, you may take checks, but not paper, digital. So let me rephrase what I said. You cannot not offer a digital payment method to your customers. You can't afford to do that. You need to. So, and now when you are offering that digital me method of payment, you have to think about security that goes behind um, that's, that is something that you can't just write your own security method or algorithm to secure the data. It has to be done in a very specific manner. Each one of the payment applications out there, anyone who ever develops a payment application has to go through a very tedious and very, um, uh, it's a very in-depth uh, audit process with PCI Security Council so they can check your software and make sure that, hey, this is secure, is a, is the, the code is up to the standard and whatnot. And once they put a seal of approval, that's essentially when we are allowed to sell these software, right? Mm -hmm. So um, um, now PCI compliance in old days was something that was good to have, but now it has become mandatory. And the only way you're gonna be PCI compliant if you're using a software that is PCI compliant. So that's essentially why, um, why they would need a software like uh, something like ours that is PCI compliant so they can take payments securely from their customers. And I don't think some businesses realize how what it takes to be PCI compliant or all the things that happen in the back end to make sure that you're doing what you need to be doing to secure those electronic exactly. payments. Exactly, exactly. There's a lot it's that goes into it. Very <laughs> There's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of misconception. Mm -hmm. A lot of people said that, hey, uh, I thought PCI compliance is only for like large companies or like big multinational companies or maybe like Walmart or Target. The, the fact is that as long as you take any type of credit card payment from your customer, you got to be compliant. Yeah. Saves you and them in the long yes, run. Yes, 100%. <laughs> uh, yes, 100%. It, it, it most importantly, it saves you for, you know, you puts you in a safe harbor in, in, in an event, something mm -hmm. like that happens. And then you did touch upon this a little bit as well, but what is new? What's coming soon? What can you share with us? <laughs> if anything. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, oh my God. There's, it's a continuously evolving market and industry. And at, with that, we are continuously evolving. Um, you know, we, I, one of the things I touched upon is that as a business, we recently got into Acumatica. Uh, we are expanding into other accounting systems too. Uh, but for us, uh, getting into an uh, to an accounting system, it's a little bit more work than normal. Uh, what most other ISVs feel, because not only we have to go through the 
the ERP's certification process, but we also have to go through the Security Council's side and everything to make sure that this is something that, yes, we can securely support. So, so a lot of the, that is coming forward. Um, we are, uh, I did mention that um, we are part of EVO payments now, which is EVO has a large global presence. Uh, we're in uh, 17 countries, if I'm not wrong, but it's uh, mostly uh, North America, South America, and Europe. Uh, so we are now working with our other divisions to essentially expand this over there uh, on the Europe, specifically on the European side. We have already expanded into uh, into North America, like Canada, US, okay. uh, but now we're also um, expanding into the Europe side, which I'm super excited about. Uh, you know, there, uh, there there are a lot of Business Central customers out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. Do you super get to go exciting, visit yeah. any of those countries? Uh, well, not yet. As soon as those uh, those uh, uh, integrations are completed, then definitely. Nice. Canada, right. yes. We go to Canada quite often. <laughs> so last but not least, before we wrap up the podcast episode, I always like to ask, what, why did you sign up for the ISV Society? Because of Amy Keenan, that's why. <laughs> everybody knows, everybody knows Amy, everybody loves Amy. <laughs> Thank um, you. Uh, no, uh, seriously, like I, I would be shocked if I ever come across anyone who doesn't have incredible things to say about Amy. Uh, you've been, uh, you've been uh, in the channel. Uh, you've been a very, very valuable member of this uh, community for a very long time. And when I first uh, uh, heard, or when, when you and I first talked about what you're about to start, and I was like, okay, well, uh, if there is something like this that needs to be started can't think of a better person to do this with well, so you. definitely you know your network and your uh the way you're uh connected with the community is something um incredible and that's basically i mean if, if it was some random person said hey there's a i'm starting this thing called ic society would you want a part of it i'm like well we'll talk later <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get to work more uh, being part of vacuum connect as well so i'm excited about 100%, that 100 percent. i am very excited about that yes i can't wait to be working along with you on that as well well thank you again i so appreciate you joining me this week and thank you everyone for tuning in i appreciate it and have a great week everyone You've just listened to another episode of the ISV Society podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to subscribe and or share with your team. I would love to also hear your feedback and share any tips and tricks or topics that you'd like to hear in my upcoming episodes. Have a great week.